The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, boys from Notebook of Wagering. We are back on a Thursday night. It's the same team. It's the teaser king, Smitty. Sitting across from me is J.K.M. We busted down the NFL last week and we got you. Oh, we're going to have so many winners on that show. Now we're going to try to discuss and break down college football for the week. Let's dive after it. J.K.M., how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am doing fine. I did like the show, the NFL show last week. I think we had some good leans. I thought that was the first week where you saw some uh, the pros versus the Joes in some of these games. So it's going to be interesting how that all shakes out. Um, I think both sides are on the Bengals side tonight. So we'll see if that holds. Um, so, yeah, got to get back to college. Not the greatest weekend last weekend. Um, going to kind of lick my wounds, pull it together, circle the wagons, kind of look at the, how I went through my process of my games. Um just kind of was just a little bit off, you know, had Arizona. They didn't do all that well. Um, Stanford couldn't cover the 14 against Washington. I uh, thought Sparty would be feisty against Minnesota. They got run over. That was an embarrassment uh, to the game. Um, at Florida, so there, it wasn't all bad. And then um, SMU against um, TCU, I really thought that that was one of those deals where they were going to play up against their old coach. Turned out to be actually a pretty good outing for TCU. They looked pretty good in that game for the most part. They had a comfortable cushion. So, Got to get back at it here. An interesting slate this week. Uh, I think we'll have some good games. I think we'll find some winners. Yeah, you know, it's hard. College football is so hard. And I'm one of those firm believers in you look at teams that they overlook. Like I had had Kentucky against Florida a couple weeks ago. Florida was coming off that big win against Utah the first week of the uh, season. Kentucky went in there. Kentucky's a very good football team. We're going to talk about them in a minute here. It's tough. It's tough. Michigan last week, you know, I had a teaser play on them. They were were down in that game. Maryland, you know, really played well up there. Michigan had the teaser over, looked good, and then they gave up a late touchdown. It is craziness. Missouri against Auburn last week missed the field goal, had a debacle by the end zone there. College football is wild. It is crazy. If you gamble and you do a great job on this, man, our hats are off to you because it's a lot of fun. It's always great to have action, and we like action, so let's dive into it. Let's get after it here. So here we go. We're going to break down. What we've been doing is we're going to try to hit some of the key games, give some thoughts. We're going to try to rapid fire some games and just get a lot of information out there. I mean, you hey, play with us, play the game with us, fade us, do whatever you want to do with some of our thoughts and action or tickets that we have in but let's get into it here. We're going to dive right into, there's a lot of good games here. Let's start off here. We're going to start off with Kentucky Old Miss. I think it's a great game. Kentucky's 4-0. Old Miss is 4-0. Kentucky's going into Old Miss. Different Old Miss team. Jason's going to break this down. They like to run the ball, Jason. Dive into this. Kentucky pull the upset on here. 
I think they can. Um, yeah, like you said, it's it's just a different Ole Miss team. It, it's something you don't expect out of Lane Kiffin where it's a run-first team. Um, and, yeah, they are 4-0 at this point. Now, the schedule eh, hasn't been all that of a test. I mean, Tulsa is probably the best opponent they've played. They did not cover last week against Tulsa. That was a game I should have had. I totally forgot to take. Um, so, really run-heavy. Defense, not bad, but not as good as last year. They lost a lot of guys to the NFL. Um, and this is a program that's kind of building up. And when you have that first big draft class, sometimes you take a step back before you take a step forward. I think that's where Ole Miss is at this year. I just don't think they have the weapons. Kentucky, you know, we talked about the offensive line might be a question coming into the season because the guys had left. Looks like they're fine. Um, you know, we were worried about all the running backs because they were all either suspended or hurt. They've gotten through that. You know, uh, you got to give uh, Stoops a lot of credit. He's really built a pretty good, solid program there in a spot that hadn't been good in the SEC and they're just like really – you have to beat them. They will not beat themselves. Uh, went to Florida. Florida coming off the big win against Utah and, you know, played some cover too and completely confused Anthony Richardson. Um, just a nice, solid win there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, this game basically comes down to Will, Will Levis. It, if he doesn't throw the ball to the wrong jerseys, uh, I think Kentucky goes in there. I like them plus the seven. I like them with the money line with a good sturdy run defense to hold up against Ole Miss. Yeah, you said the schedule. I looked at the schedule. You know, they beat Troy. They beat Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech. I mean, these aren't great teams here. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, they are running the ball. They have a three-headed monster. They have three really good backs. They're pounding the ball. You got the, the transfer from USC in there, uh, quarterback. And, you know, Levis, again, I like the kid. Limit the mistakes. Played well at Florida. There is some rumors Rodriguez might be back for Kentucky. Um I've read a couple things on that. I mean, I mean, we have to see. College is very hard. We were talking off air here, people, about injury reports to, you know, who's playing, who's not playing. It's, sometimes it's hard. You get, like, guys are going to play. Rodriguez would be a major upgrade there for Kentucky. You get the ground game with the great quarterback, you know, then they could be clicking here. Like Jason said, very good defense. I think it's a tight game. I really do. Kentucky can, can Kentucky do it again? Go into a place in a tough environment. It opened at four and a half for Old Miss. It's up to seven. It's minus seven, Jason. On I'm looking at all these at scores and odds mm. again. Over unders at 53 and a half. I'll tell you, I'm sorry. I take Kentucky up in a teaser in this play. You know, I like to tease college football also. I think this game could be a tight game. I would take a chance with Kentucky in a teaser here, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and just using the action app. Um, 83% of the tickets are on Kentucky, only 59% of the money. So the Sharps like Ole Miss. I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure if I'm going with them on this. I, I like I said, I, I'm not, I like Lane Kiffin, but I just don't think. I think Kentucky's kind of proven they're just battle tested. Some of the, their bad teams are much better than the bad teams that Ole Miss has played. All right, let's get another noon game here on Fox. My team, the Michigan Wolverines, number four in the country. They are traveling to Iowa to play the Hawkeyes. Line right now is at minus 10 and a half. Over-under is at 42. You know, Michigan last week, I lost on a teaser on them. They gave up a late touchdown and a teaser play against Maryland. I thought Maryland played extremely well in that game. A little bit of a sleepwalk by Michigan. But like Jason said to me last night off air, hey, when they finally, they were playing a lot of JV teams. You know, Colorado State, they opened up with. That team has not been good at all this year. They played Connecticut. They played Hawaii. 
so it was an upgrade here. I mean, listen, even as a Michigan fan, you got to make fun of the schedule a little bit. So tough game. Now they travel out here against Iowa. And here's the thing about Iowa. A little stat that a lot of people have been throwing around on Twitter is Iowa has won five out of the last six games at home against a top five opponent. Well, that's a little scary for my team. Jason, am I going to really have to sweat this one out on Saturday? Absolutely you will because that's just what happens when good teams go and play in Iowa City. Uh, like – you don't get out easy. You you may get out alive, but you know, you're going to lose an arm. You're going to you're going to lose a Saturday. You're going to definitely feel the tension, the drama. Hey, I'm a Penn State fan. We no team has gone in there more and choked it away in Iowa City than Penn State has. I mean, you know, they went in there one year in 2008 with a chance to be undefeated. You know, the winds kept kicked up. They couldn't throw the football. Um, you know, they went in there last year and actually were beating the heck out of Iowa. Sean Clifford goes down. And then it was just a complete disaster in the second half. And then, you know, you, you, you can't get away from the corn demon, as I like to say. That I don't know what happens at that field. I don't know what goes on with Iowa. Everybody knows what they're going to do. Everybody knows what they're going to do on both sides of the ball. They're going to punt it a ton. Somehow you're going to throw them three turnovers. No one knows how you're going to do it because you don't try to do it, and it happens. But I just think Michigan's too good for them. I mean, let's go back to the I was not a better football team than they were at that point last year. So I think I don't want to lay the points here. I think Michigan wins the game. Obviously the money line is terrible. Um, if that's a situation where you can tease it down or something you like to do, it makes sense to me. But, you know, I think unless you can get below a field goal, I just would be scared just because this is the way games are played in Iowa city. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I agree with you. I mean, last time they played, it was in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, Michigan beat them by like 35 or 36 points or something like that. You know, some of the unders have been hitting in the Michigan game. I think the team speed, I think the offensive line is going to be, and the, the whole offensive line is going to be healthy. Um, the backup running back, you know, Quorum came off of just an unbelievable game last weekend. Uh, Edwards I, sat out. I think he's going to be back. Tight end was out last week for Michigan also. You know, I think it's, again, you saw the quarterback. I, I like McCarthy starting. I really do. And, you know, McNamara, unbelievable. I was really upset when the fan base was booing him because, again, this is the guy that got you into the Final Four last year, Big Ten Championship, beat Ohio State, shows some class. The guy's a great talent, too. I like the kid that's a little bit more – that can run, can throw a little bit. But you saw, he was he's a younger guy. He struggled a little bit in that last week. The play calling, again, I'm a little concerned. It's two guys. I don't like that. That's one thing that scares me about Michigan this year is, you know, they've even broken down great on the, the game coverage of this going, well, who calls it? Well, we both do. Well, and the guy goes, well, how about if it's you guys disagree? Oh, we work it out. Well, what do you mean you work it out? I mean, in a tight game, like, that's a little confusing to me. I think they'll wake up. Sleepwalk last week, tough place to play. I think they cover a teaser spread. They'll win the game. I like the teaser more than where the line is right now. And one of the best football traditions, though, I'm going to say it right now, is at the end of the first quarter, how they turn around players, band, fans, and they wave to those kids and people in that uh, hospital. One of the best traditions. Great job, Iowa. 
Yeah, just to follow up on Iowa, they actually got outgained last week by Rutgers by 90 yards, 361 to 277. Um, Rutgers out more plays, 74 to 55. The one category that they always win in Iowa, turnovers, three turnovers to zero. And that's the reason they got out of Piscataway with the victory. Though it's not a good offense. I mean, Rutgers defense is actually pretty good, but not good, good. Um, it's just so it'll be interesting at home if their offense plays better. But I can see that I, I can see this getting away from Iowa too. It just uh, you just never know what happens at that place. All right, let's go to another really big game. Like we said, we're going to try to hit about five, six uh, big games. We're going to try to rapid fire some really fast games for you. Some thoughts on some of these other games. Oklahoma State, number nine in the country, traveling to Baylor, 16th in the country. Right now, line is minus two and a half. Baylor over under is. 56 and a half. Wow. Jason, I'm I'm going to drop a little bit about the, the points given up by Okie State here. But is that a lot of points in this game? Baylor, really good defense. Oklahoma State, oh, let me just throw it out right now. I'm going to throw it out right now. Oklahoma State against Central Michigan did not play very well. They gave up a ton of points. Gave up 44 to Central Michigan. Then they gave up only 17 to Arizona State. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Arizona State's good. Herm Edwards, gone. Team is not good. I'll bring up USC here at the very end of the show here, what they could do to Arizona State this week. But Baylor's defense is tough. Where where are you going here on this one? I think this one is a a great game, but I'm kind of leaning the home team here. What do you think, Jason? I think the total is a head scratcher uh, because it's it's – predicting a game that I don't think a lot of people expect in this game. I think that they think they're thinking like last year's Oklahoma state, basically what happened in the big 12 championship game, right? Pretty closely uh, to the vest game, very tough spot, some turnovers, defenses look far better than the offenses. Offense did just enough to survive. Um, You know, Okie state's offense on paper kind of looks like it's a lot better than it was last year. But like you said, you look at the competition. I mean, you got Arkansas pine bluff on there and you know, that's just, no sport where they're good. And then uh, you got Arizona State, who I don't think anyone you, – you, they're down, what, 20-something this points to USC this week. And then Central Michigan, who we saw against Penn State, they were feisty. But, um, you know, they have a good front four. The offense isn't bad. The quarterback's unique. Lou Nichols is going to be a good running back for somebody next year uh, in a, a Power 5 program. Um, but they have a 44 points to Central Michigan. So I guess that's where they, the total is coming from, is they expect the Oakie State defense to be pretty leaky here. I just don't think that's Baylor's game. They're kind of a grinded-out team, you know, and they're far more battle-tested at this point. So um, I'm looking at Baylor. I just think it's a better program. I think that, like I said, they've they've been through some wars already. They've gone – I know they lost at BYU, but that was a pretty close-fought game. They went to Ames last week and won in Iowa State, which is a really tough place to win as well. So, yeah, give me the battle-tested Bears over the Cowboys here. and. Like I said, I, I really like the under here, but I'm wondering if that just that Oklahoma State defense is way worse than it looks like right now on paper. Yeah, we talked about it, you know, on the conference show. They lost their defensive coordinator, went to Ohio State, and then the first game was, you know, it was not good. Central Michigan, like you said, scored a ton of points on them, came back. But again, it was Arizona State, so you can't get too excited about it. What can they do here? Baylor's uh, Baylor, again, I lost on Baylor last week. I had Iowa State money line in that game Baylor a very great coach tough-minded team like him at home I like this take the minus two and a half on this 
key to this game. Oklahoma State's been winning the series over the last couple of times they played. You know, the quarterback for Oklahoma State sometimes can turn the ball over a little bit. That's the key in this game. If he holds mm-hmm. the ball well, doesn't turn the ball over, I can see some good things happening. It should be a great game, but I would lean towards the Bears also in this. I think Baylor gets the win in this. And if you remember that Oklahoma State game against Central Michigan, it was kind of a surprise because you think Central Michigan, you think run the football. And we talked that Oklahoma State's front seven is fine. Their secondary is where the questions are. And Central Michigan picked on them with some transfer wide receivers and a guy they had from last year who weren't expected to be that good. And they had a huge days. Um, Baylor's not really built that way to attack them on the outside either. That's the only thing I could think. But yeah, I see. I don't see an over here. I, I'm just really surprised with that line. All right, we're going to keep moving on here. CBS game, the SEC. Bama, number two, traveling to Arkansas, 20th in the country, the Razorbacks here. Alabama right now, minus 17 and a half, over, under is 61. Tell you what, I like this Arkansas team. Tough loss last week against Texas A&M. Kicker hit the one and it kind of popped up uh, at the end of the game and I don't know. I just, the thing that scares me, I've watched Arkansas, Jason, a couple times this year. The defense scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like the quarterback. I do like the quarterback. Jefferson's not a bad player. Can run the ball, can throw a little bit. Not bad. But the problem is, the key to this is Bama's top defensive line. Can Arkansas run the ball? I don't know. I think Young's going to have a big game here, throwing the ball here. I was a little, I you know, one of the plays I hit this year was uh, the over in Arkansas-South Carolina game. It was kind of up and down. I think this game, it is at 61. Now, can they put points on Bama's defense? I don't know. I mean, I think they can a little bit, but I think Bama's going to put a lot of points on there. It's high. I'm not one of these guys that throw a lot of big lines here. I'll do a teaser play on this. I would tease Bama down. I know it's at Arkansas. Good environment. Should be really feisty there. But I'll take a chance with Bama and a teaser. Yeah, I just don't think Arkansas has enough weapons this year to really scare Bama um, like they have in the past. Um, Usually they're really solid up front, and they're really solid up front last year. The offensive line's okay, so I I think that they'll be okay. I don't know if they'll be able to run the football. They haven't really – they have run the football, but it doesn't look the same. Like it's a lot of KJ Jefferson right now, and that would scare me. You're so relying on one guy going against the, probably the best team in the nation. Um, but you know, when you look at it, there's not really a threat on the outside. There's no Traylon Burks. They're, they're kind of relying on some guys, and they don't look that good. AM was kind of a good warm up for this team, right? Because AM's defense is pretty sound. And um, on defensively, the D line is not as good as it was last year for Arkansas. They're, they've been injured in the back seven. Their two safeties were out for the one game. The one guy is a, a key to that whole defense. And, you know, AM just can't do anything offensively right now. So it's kind of a deception. It looks like that defense was better than it is. It's just that AM can't get out of their own way on offense. And they were really lucky to pull that game out. I had AM, and I felt like I was super lucky coming out of that with a win, especially after the kick went off the upright. Um, so it's tough to 17 is just about perfect for me as a spread. So if it goes under 17, I think I'm taking Bama. At 17 and a half, I'm probably going to pass. I can see Arkansas hanging around just because that's kind of how they are under Pittman. But, um, you know, Alabama had a nice good get-right game against Vanderbilt last week where they could kind of work on some stuff. But they're still not right on the offensive line. Um, They're not as good as they've been up front. And 
I don't think Arkansas is built that way. Now, Arkansas has been really good with sack rate, so it'll be interesting. If they can get pressure on Bama, I think they'll definitely cover the spread, but it'll be uh, kind of up to Saturday to see if they can actually do that. All right, let's go. One more big key game, and then we're just going to rapid fire. We're going to change it up a little bit. It's only two of us tonight, so we're going to do more or less whatever we feel like doing tonight. <laughs> so, NC State, 10th in the country. That's old man in the garage's team. He'll be all fired up for this one. Clemson, fifth in the country. Clemson's minus seven, over, unders, 43 and a half. I have this. I'm going to throw this out. I'll, I'll plug me in here in a little bit here about something here. Listen, I have a team. I have the win total under Jason on Clemson. I think I got him at, I think it was 10 and a half. And man, last week was hard because Wake Forest had him. They really did. And then you'd be rolling in this week. But here's again, I'm going to say this. Clemson, tight game last week. Got a home game this week. Weather seems okay. Uh, you know, whatever. Hurricane, tropical storm. Seems like it hits them a little bit tonight. Tomorrow, it's out of there. It's more. It's coming up towards me then with some rain and some wind here uh, by Saturday, Sunday kind of area. So it's going to be out of South Carolina there. I like Clemson here in this. And I like NC State. I like their program. I like their coach. I bragged them up on the conference show. I think Clemson, though, is getting some things right a little bit. Now, here's the thing. Gave up a lot of passing yards last week to Hartman, which I did not play in fantasy. What a mistake by me. I thought that game maybe wasn't. He threw like five touchdown passes or something like that. Game was crazy. Went to OT. They won. But what can you do? Larry's been good. Wrote down, you know, in about 64% of his passes, nine touchdowns, two picks. He's going to have to attack. Now, if the rain was there, man, it was going towards Clemson, I think, easy. Now it's kind of dry. I still like Clemson in this game. Now, seven points, though. I play Clemson. I'm going to throw it out. I have him in a teaser, Jason, as one of my favorite plays this weekend. I got him, I think, at minus a half. You can get him down to minus one right now. I think they win the game. I think they're playing well right now. Secondary scares me a little bit, but I think they're – they're a good team. Where are you going here? So I'm looking at this because it kind of, when you were talking, it kind of like something popped in my head about last year with Clemson, who, who we all knew was awful on offense, right? Kind of really struggled, couldn't get anything going. Do you know how many yards they had against Wake last year? 500, no 542. So I'm a little scared now about laying to seven here with the Tigers because apparently they just have. They know how to tear apart that weak defense. Not that it's a challenge, but um, even last year with all their struggles, they were able to circle the wagons and put up a really good day on Saturday against uh, a Wake Forest defense, which can be, you know, hit or miss. That either they get home with their pressure or they don't. And if they don't, you pick them apart. NC State's a good, solid football team. Defense is really good. It'll be interesting to see Clemson play against a good defense. I don't know if I'm trying to look back at their schedule to see if they've really gone in against anybody that's really that stingy. And I'm not seeing anyone at this point. So this is kind of untested. So I like that you teased it down because I do think Clemson can win this game. Um, so, you know, you win with a one-point win. That, make, that makes sense to me. We talk about college teasers all the time. That one makes a lot of sense to me. I like – I'm going to take the Wolfpack plus the seven here and what I think is going to be a really low-scoring game. Both defenses are well ahead of the offenses. 
Uh, Clemson's defensive line didn't have the day like we thought it was going to have last week. That's going to have to improve. But this NC State offensive line is really not that good. Um, I think Wake's offensive line played above what, where it was expected uh, in that game. So give me the Wolfpack plus the seven. I think this is a really close game. I think it's a low-scoring game as well. The weather may not be a, a huge factor, but the field won't be great uh, no matter what. You know, it's been a lot of rain in the southeast. So uh, give me the Wolfpack with the points. This is a huge game for them if they want to make that leap, be an ACC contender. Okay, so there's our, you know, I think that was like five games, just throwing it out here. It's a two-man show tonight, so – we're just kind of cutting it short here a little bit. We're going to just rapid fire some thoughts. I'm going to go through Jason really, really fast here. Anything that jumps out, anything that jumps out at you, bring up the schedule. Let's just throw out as much thoughts to our audience as we can. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in right away. Illinois at Wisconsin. It's a noon game. That's the teaser game that I played with Clemson, I got Wisconsin down to minus one at home against Illinois. Really like the Illinois team. I like the coach. But Wisconsin got embarrassed last week. I love these. Let's bounce back weeks at home. You're coming back home. You got the parties. You got the girls. You got the cheerleaders, Jason. Don't get embarrassed two weeks in a row, my friend. Win, beat Illinois. Wisconsin, Clemson, one of my favorite teasers of the weekend. Jason, anything jumping out of the page at you at the noon games? Well, no, but that game, we talked a little bit off air. That, that's interesting because it's basically Wisconsin versus Wisconsin South, right? Bielema wants to rebuild Wisconsin, but in Champaign, not in Madison. And last year, they went into uh, Madison and gave up 491 yards of offense and had a total of 93 yards of offense themselves. <laughs> so... Um, I like you said, this is a this is a Wisconsin team that kind of needs to pick it up here because they've had a couple of less than impressive performances. I got to think that seat's getting pretty hot for Paul Christ. It kind of feels like they've missed their window. They have a guy sitting right there at defensive coordinator who can clearly take over the program. The offense is the problem right now. The defense has been still as good as it's been. So, I, I you know, I, I don't think Illinois is a great play. So, I, I like that you took Wisconsin down. I think that's an easy teaser there. I like I like both of those. You know, people talk about college teasers not really working. Well, there's a situation where you kind of played two spreads and you got things down to where you basically got to a pickle. Um, looking at Friday night, two things, two games jumped out at me. Uh, I like Tulane getting two and a half at Houston. I think Houston is not that good at all. Um, they're losing guys now. They've had some less than impressive performances. They got beat by Kansas. They should have got beat by Rice. You just don't lose to Kansas and Rice in the same season unless it's college basketball. Um, and so I'm giving the green wave. The defense is real good. I know they still there till last week against Southern Miss, kind of a little bit too much success, maybe a little problems in the kicking game. Hopefully we'll get that sorted out there. Give me the green wave on a Friday night. Another Friday night game that makes me scratch my head, and I don't understand it because I want to give this one team some love. UNLV is sneaky good. Like I took North Texas against them two weeks ago and got my head kicked in. Uh, UNLV ran all over them. Had a nice win last week as well. And they're at home. They've got New Mexico. New Mexico is no, by no means any good. And that game is only 14. And it opened at 17 and it came back. So people are hitting the Lobos here at UNLV. I don't get it. I mean, I it's, it's making me nervous. I still think – I think I even see it down to 13 and a half at DraftKings. I think I'm going to take UNLV. I think the slot machine's in action uh, on Friday night. And uh, give me the Rebels laying the 13 and a half. I think that's a good football team. I, I think that coach is doing some really good things there. 
Um, so I love how you brought up the slot machine because I was you got to bring up the slot no. thing. In my dream, the slot machine gets replaced by a craps table because I think that sets up way better. Where the guy who gets a turnover gets like two fuzzy dice, and the rest of the defense kind of goes there on the side, it. and then everything he rolls is a seven, and then then you give him something like as the winnings, right? It, I don't know if you how far you're gonna go with it, Vegas, but you push some chips to him or something like that. I mean, who doesn't love the craps table? I mean, who who's doesn't not get this guy right now? Jason is. He should be hired by the UNLV program for ideas. You know, you have stupid stuff. Now, let's break this down. I think it's a great thing. <laughs> no, I think this is great. I will, like, I will DM Guy Fieri and say, Guy Fieri, you're the, you're the listen, number one UNLV alum. Make it happen. Listen, we got one of the biggest connections out there. We get the betting messiah that lives out there, man. Oh, he knows everybody, man. Everybody. We got to get in that UNLV program. I mean, you got teams that like put the basketball hoop and they slam dunk it. You had Miami with the the turnover chain. I like you got the slot machine, but now Jason's doing the crap table. I love it. I mean, you got big old UNLV on the, the the felt. You can see it from the stands. Oh, come on! It's it's it's, oh, it's I love it. I it love dawned it, on me when I saw the slot machine, but the slot machine is pretty awesome too. I mean, I mean, we're we're giving you winners and games, and we're giving programs ideas for the sidelines to be getting kids to come in there and play and win national championships. That's what the guys at Notebook Wagering do. We are just everywhere. Here's I just want to throw this one out. I mean, ran, these are random thoughts, really fast. BC plus fourteen and a half. What happened to that quarterback? New offense, and he is horrible doing anything in it. And Mr. Flowers, that you know, he got offered a lot of money supposedly, to, and he said, Nope, I'm staying at BC, I'm gonna get my degree. Hey, that's all. I'm not judging anybody. Maybe you should have taken the money and went somewhere else because I mean, you're a pretty good player too. I can't believe because I was so high on that quarterback, Pine Richland kid, went to Notre Dame, transferred out, looked great, got hurt. Man, does not look good there. Game real quick, Jason, at noon, and then we can bounce really quick here. Purdue at Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's playing really well. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, they're heading to Happy Valley for the whiteout game, which myself, Q, Benny Messiah, Dr. Brent, a bunch of us are going to be up there for that game, having a great time watching that game. Purdue, though, quarterback was out last week. I'm not sure if he's in. Line right now is minus 11 and a half. It opened at nine and a half, went to 11 and a half. Keep an eye on that one. If he plays, man, I take a chance with Purdue in that game. That is their nature, right? Except it's on the road. But that hasn't bothered them too, but that's 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 the football culture of Purdue, right? When you don't expect them to win, they show up and they either cover or win outright. They did in Iowa last year too against an Iowa team that kind of had everything going right for it. Uh, I'm just taking a quick look at Minnesota to see who's next. To see if they have any look ahead potential here, but yeah, no. If you don't have the Purdue quarterback there, that's just definitely a no play. He's the key to their whole offense. And the guy who was there last year, the backup plumber, he's now at Cal, um, and he'll be playing against Washington State this week. I forgot to mention Washington State money line last week, biggest kick in the butt of all time. That covering the whole game and then lose it there on the pick six, brutal, brutal loss. But Minnesota's got Illinois next week, so there's nothing to look ahead to here. Um, I have a future on Minnesota to win the big, big 10 West. It's looking really good right now. I need them to beat Purdue here. Um, let's say Purdue without O'Connell. I don't think they can pull it off, but it is interesting. If they do have them. They'll be feisty. No doubt about that. Um, I'm trying to look at another game I was looking at. Oh, well, I'm going to throw this one real quick. Not to cut you off here. 
I don't want you to jump over the noon games. Navy Air Force, just want you know, great matchup here. I mean, I love any time these academies play, but the under is just just unbelievable numbers in this all the time. Air Force by far is the better team. It's minus 14. Right now, the over-under is 38 and a half. Just keep an eye on the under in this. It's it's gone under. I, I didn't write it down. Somebody posted it. It's gone down. It's gone the under a lot. Jason, I'm sorry to cut you off there, man. No, no, no. I think that's a good one because I'll tell you what. You have to keep an eye on that one because that number that number gets too low. It is worth taking a shot on the over this year. Air Force can score points. I know it's option football. Air Force a little more diverse with their offense than the other two schools. Um, they will throw it. Navy has just not had a good year at all. Uh, lost to Delaware. Turnovers have been a problem for an option football team. That is a disaster. Um, and Air Force is good. They had this dub to toe week against Wyoming where they everybody was sick. Other than that, you know, they came back last week and beat the heck out of, uh, I can't remember. But, you know, that's a really good football team. It's a chance to win the Mountain West. Um, they want to win the Commanders and Chiefs trophy too. You know, that's probably even more important. So I would look laying the 14 there and taking the over if you get a good line. I don't like it at 38 and a half, but maybe 36 and a half, 37. Start to get interesting there. Um, no, a game I was close to my heart, Penn State. Dr. Brent gave me some trends. I'm not a big trend guy, but these are actually pretty good. I think the line right now is at 24 and a half, 25, depending where you're shopping. Penn State, four and eight when favored by 20 in Big Ten games under Franklin, and four and seven as a home favorite uh, since 2019 in the Big Ten games. So not the best favorite, not as good as a big favorite. At Northwestern, you know, I'll tell you what, you look at the numbers, though, they're bad. It, they're real bad. But it's just one of those situations where – it's really hard to beat a team by four touchdowns in conference, um, especially with what you call it. Penn State's a high explosive team. They're not real good on success rates, so they're not going to kind of grind Northwestern to death like Ohio State would or Michigan would. You know, they're relying on big plays, but Cheryl knows that. They've been pretty good in the past about containing the big plays. So 25 is a lot of points in that game, probably worth it, but you're going to sweat it the entire time, no doubt. And the nervous thing about Penn State is Alar coming off the bench as a freshman you're not losing anything like those guys that are coming off the bench. They're deep at all the skill positions and those guys want to score. So it's always a little nervous for the back door with that situation. You can get a shootout and you're not going to cover that number. So, um, but good stuff there from Dr. Brent. You know, three thirty game. I got to mention this team. You know, we, I think, we, I think you agreed with me last week. Game day should have been in Lawrence, Kansas, Duke, Kansas, I wish it would have went there and people would have been like, what are you talking about? They both were three, you know, Kansas football has been so bad. You did a great thing the week before you went to Appalachian state. You took it away from Texas A&M. I wish they would have went there just to do something different there a little bit with game day, Kansas. Let's mention about this team. Cause I made fun of them. I said, they were going to do the under weren't going to win over their total, get ready for basketball season. So listen, when you don't call it right, you got to call yourself out. I'm going to call myself out on this. Kansas, that head coach, fantastic job. I love the Kansas football program right now. I'm pulling for them every week. They right now are plus three at home against Iowa State. I'll tell you what, teaser, I'm taking a chance. I picked up their quarterback in fantasy, one of my fantasy teams. Great pickup last week, man. Threw a lot of points on. Kid is athletic, kid can throw the ball. Give me Kansas again. Let's go in a teaser for sure up to nine. I'm taking a chance. Go Jayhawks. You know, I think me and Maddie knew they'd get the over of two and a half. Just we didn't know how, but we knew they're 
would be one in there that they surprise somebody. We didn't think it would be anything like this. This is nobody had this coming. Um, I'm gonna be the hater though. I actually think Iowa State wins this. Oh, uh, Jason, you're killing me. I I am. I just think I I hate it. I think Iowa State's solid, and this is one of those deals where they're not gonna be looking at past Kansas because they need to win too. And it, it just you know it's been a good story. You can continue. You know, two more wins to get to the bowl game. That'll be phenomenal. So. Yeah, I give him a chance here. I hate to be the hater, but I do think that they will go into Lawrence and win. That's why I wanted game day there so bad last week. Um, looking at other games in the 330 slate, Ohio State laying 40 to Rutgers mm-hmm. seems like way too much. Um, you know, Rutgers did put up almost 300-something yards of offense on Iowa. Um, the defense is decent, but it's just so hard because if that Iowa, Ohio State offense gets rolling, they can just put up tons of points like they did on, uh, I think it was Toledo, right? Um, but 40, 40 seems like a lot. Uh, I don't know if you like, if you like big numbers, I would definitely take the Rock Scarlet Knights plus the 40. Are there any games you like in this window? Yeah, I'm just looking, I'm trying to go through, I mean, rapid fire here. I'm going, I'm kind of in the seven o'clock now, just trying to hit on a couple, you know, I think a game LSU at Auburn's a pretty interesting game there. Um, you know, Auburn last week, I think if they would have lost that game, that guy's gone. I think that's something to keep an eye on. I think that is just that guy should be whatever house he's in right now should look at it and go, I might not see this room here in another week. I think he's in trouble. I think that they're going to, they're going to change something. There's rumors already about like Deion Sanders um, going there. I mean, they, there's all kinds of rumors going on right there. That game's weird. I don't know. Could Auburn hang in that game quarterback for LSU is questionable. I don't know. I, that's that's a game. I just keep an eye on a little bit. I'm going to throw out another one here, Jason. Duke, the Dukies, lost last week to Kansas. They're at home, 7:30 game, minus three against Virginia. And this ain't basketball. <laughs> it's tough. Like Duke actually accounted for themselves pretty well out of Kansas. Like that was not a blowout, like it could have been, or like you thought it might have for them going out there, like. That was a pretty even game, but every time I saw it, it was pretty much tied until Kansas finally pulled away in the second half. Um, Virginia's kind of a mess. Um, they covered for me on Friday night against Syracuse. That was more of me just good faith in Syracuse not being as good as people had thought. Uh, I think I was getting 10 points in that game. You know, the, the quarterback is still good. They, they've got the real unique guy, 99. He's not a tight end. He's not an H-back. He's not a wide receiver. He's just like an athlete they throw out there. He's basically just their best player. They get him the ball in space, and hopefully he can make big plays. And they don't have much offense besides that. The defense is bad. Um, UVA is kind of a mess. I you know, I don't want to go the other way on this. I mean, Duke definitely can win this game, though. Um, I think the biggest thing for them is just that, like, you know, is it too much? too soon. Mike Elko's done a really good job of coming in there and solidifying things and kind of taking advantage of what they have, but um, UVA probably is still better on paper and this is probably too few points for them, so probably won't play it, but if I did, I would probably take the Cavaliers in a close one. Um, lane only three, I think I, I'd be comfortable there. But uh, also... Yeah, the, only, the only other one, I think Oregon puts it on Stanford. I, in a teaser, I love it down to about 11. I just think Stanford's a mess. Smith, you know, Emmett Smith's kid uh, is out right now with an injury. Uh, I have him on my fantasy team. It doesn't seem like he's playing this week. I think that's a tough play. Bo Nix is a lot better at home. And 
his whole entire career than he is on the road. And I'm going to say this one. I think USC really puts it on Arizona state this weekend. I really do. They were in a tight game last week. Offense did not look good against Oregon state. And I mean, I think we could hit on that game. We didn't break that game down, but we could hit on that really quick with the Utah game. But I think think USC back at home against Arizona state, the line is 25 and a half. I think they covered the 25. I love it in a teaser, but I think they put on a show. Yeah, you have to wonder where Arizona State's head's at. Uh, I mean, the coach gets fired on the field. He doesn't even get to leave. leave. I mean, it was Eastern Michigan, but still. uh, So, Daniel was probably a rooting for their train wreck. Maybe, I don't know if they gave the information to USC like they were giving the other programs to play against them. But, uh, yeah, I I can see USC kind of putting up some style points there against the Sun Devils uh, because they can. Uh, Another interesting game, Indiana getting five at Nebraska. Um, Indiana is not good, but Nebraska is kind of a mess. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that is. That's a weird number for college football. I see the number actually coming down. Actually, you can get it at six at Bet Rivers and you get it four and a half at DraftKings. So you got a little bit of a swing. You can even maybe middle this game. Um, but boy, you know, I guess it's still time to take advantage of Nebraska before they get the, the wagon circled there. Um, looking at other games, I think Arizona. Laying 17 against Colorado. Colorado is just god-awful. And Arizona couldn't stop explosive plays last week against Cal. They were actually in that game, and Cal just kept breaking really, really big plays on them, uh, something they couldn't contain. That will not be a problem against Colorado. That offense is bad. So I think at home, Tucson at night, I think that they'll roll the Buffaloes pretty hard there. Um, There was one more game I was looking at, too, that I thought was kind of wrong. Oh, Western Kentucky only laying four and a half against Troy. Uh, I know Troy can't stop the run, and that's why they're decent against the pass, but Western Kentucky is just still putting up a ton of points. You give me less than a touchdown against Troy with Western Kentucky, I'm going to take Western Kentucky every time. Jason, real quick with the, the Texas game, let's hit on that really quick. You, I think you had some stats on that Texas. Uh, they play West Virginia, heads into Texas this week. Any, um, you know, again, I don't know, quarterback issues – Kid was supposed to come back from that injury last week, and then he didn't play. But I think their big game against Oklahoma is next week. Anything – what do you think about that game? Well, so I went back and looked just to see who struggles before the Red River showdown, not shootout. Um, and it's actually Oklahoma that usually is a team that struggles with the, covering the number of the week before. Now, some of that's opponent-driven, but Texas has actually been pretty good the week before that game, which might be part of the problem. Um I think that's a tough spot for West Virginia going down to Texas. Uh, I just think that even though I don't think Ewers will be back this week, I don't think they're going to run during need to rush them for here. West Virginia's has got not where they want to be this season. So laying nine and a half is a lot. Um, I would, it'll be interesting. If you see this number come down a little bit, I would definitely jump on the Mountaineers quickly, but uh, I can definitely see Texas winning this game comfortably. I just don't think uh, West Virginia is uh, where they want to be right now. The only other one, I have one more really quick. Mississippi State at home against Texas A&M. It opened at minus two. It's at minus four for Mississippi State. I really like Mississippi State in this game. I just don't think Texas A&M is that good. You know, again, tight game last week. Going in, I love Mike Leach. I mean, we're, we're Mike Leach people here. I like Mike Leach in this game. You take it up. It's a home team. They're unranked. Um going against a ranked team coming in. 
I just think this is a better spot, man. Texas A&M, I just can't see them scoring with Mississippi State. Defense is good. I mean, I'll give Texas A&M their defense is good. But the big thing is, too, with Texas A&M, you know, they've had a lot of question marks at quarterback. Running back's good. I have him on my one fantasy. Had a good game last week. Their best wide receiver, though, got hurt. He's out for the season. That's a, you know, when you're struggling on offense and then you lose your top wide receiver, I think you're in trouble here. Tough place to go into. I would rule um, Mississippi State in this game. I think I think they beat Texas A&M, and they cover the no, spread. I, I completely agree. Will Rogers, far better quarterback than anything Texas A&M has thrown out there. Two good defenses, and I just think that Mississippi State's much more accomplished on the offensive side of the ball here, and they can put up some points for A&M. Even last week against that Arkansas, it was a struggle. Jason, that's all I got, man. I think we 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 covered top five. The only game we did hit, let's do this really quick before we go. We got to go quick here. But Oregon State goes into Utah, which we love Utah. And we really do. We like their program. I know Maddie, I think, is really high on them. I like Utah's program. I like that Oregon State team. I hit uh, a live bet on them. Um, I lost the money line on them last week. They played fantastic against USC. Really low scoring game. I had that. I hit that. Wish they would have won the game. I would have really cleaned up in that game, but good win by USC. Now they travel to Utah. I don't have the line in front of me right now. I know they're dogs in the game. I, I kind of like the teaser spot. I, I would take a chance again with Utah or uh, Oregon State, excuse me, uh, in that game. I just think they're a tight, a good team. I think they'll play tough. I think Utah is a little better. I think they'll win the game. Yeah, I think that line is at 10 or 10 and a half right now. So you're getting a good amount of points with Oregon State. They're not the same out of Corvallis, though, and that's the biggest thing here. Um, going to play in Salt Lake City, I just think that is not something the Beavers have traveled very well. They've been really good about defending their home turf and winning the one or two straight road games in the Pac-12, get to like seven wins, eight wins. I don't see them on the road here against a really good Utah team. Now, we talked about the Pac-12. The weird thing about that conference is whoever wins the rushing total usually wins the game, even though you think about these teams as like open offenses and passing, but it really comes down to running the football. So if Oregon State can run it against Utah, they can go out there and shock them. But I just think it's too much to ask coming off USC, emotional game at home, really hard fought, and then to go to play basically the second best team in the Pac-12 on the road the next week is just too much to ask. So I'd probably take the Utes in that one. All right. That's all I got, Jason. Any more games? I, that's it for me. Man, we fired a lot of games. I mean, for two guys coming on the show here, we, we drilled the top five. We ran through the whole board, try to get you some winners. Check out the NFL show. Check me out tomorrow. I'm going to be doing my spot with uh, Carl Johnson at Jick Jack Johnson. Going to try to give out two college teasers, two NFL teasers. Check their podcast out. One more podcast. Those guys are fantastic. Good friends. Jump on our show a lot. They do wonderful stuff. Um, that's all I have tonight, man. My voice is going again. Uh, but, man, when you talk and you talk winners and you talk games, it happens. But check us out. Maddie's going to fire games. Q's going to fire games. Jason's going to fire some games. You know the teaser king's going to throw out a lot of plays. Check us out, the boys at Notebook Wagering, NFL, college shows. We're dropping everything. Check us out. Until next time, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.